0: let's make it a tight little podcast here we got a uh, Premier League what is it week five coming up just completed
1: game week five yep
0: game week five yes how's it going so far how are you guys liking the the prem we're now into the meat of the season well it's wonderful
2: I'm I'm enjoying it thoroughly um, fifth place no big deal
0: after you just Stomped Manchester United on the weekend. Congratulations on that! You want to just start there? Go with Jake.
1: Yeah, let's let's do it. We
0: got Jimmy and Mike uh, also on the pod. Let's roll. This is the prem show.
2: Um, so all Danny Welbeck does is score goals. <laughs> uh, love that dude. It was um just complete domination, Derby ball at its finest. The the uh, the possession was a little bit more even than I thought it was. But um, one thing that that Brighton's doing under Deserby that's been really enjoyable is they they're not getting trolled by uh, XG philosophy anymore. One point seven xg uh three goals, uh, ten total shots, three big chances um six hundred and two passes compared to Manchester United's four hundred and twenty five um all I mean all you have to do is look at the gross goal to see like what this team is made out of. Obviously places like ESPN FC are going to make it about Manchester United falling apart. But if you watch that gross goal, you can see what they're about. That ball goes across into Manchester United's half twice and goes back to, uh, to the keeper twice up and down, up and down and then long ball to Matoma to lampty who's playing on the left as opposed to his, his natural right side. Um, plays it into gross fake on the, uh, the supposed butcher and then yeah. puts it into the bottom corner. Fake
0: is nasty too. I, I did come across that goal and I saw, it. I was like, Oh, oh. yeah, that's a nice goal.
2: Now was, was, uh, Martinez, the guy who, uh, what's his face? <laughs> yeah. Jesus faked out too. Oh,
0: I'm not sure. I'm not sure.
2: On that goal. Cause if, if so, he's getting memed to death, but yeah, the, um, the Pedro goal, I mean that's why we paid a record fee for him that that guy's incredible um brighton's deep man like i was that I was goal
0: was great too. He opened up his right foot and just
2: yeah, he slaughtered that
0: yeah, lasered it into the goal great goal
2: the um the starting lineup was was a weird one. a lot of people were wondering like what was going on? Are you saving people for uh for Europe coming up this week, but um. I mean, even like the quote unquote B team has been fantastic for us. All those guys played their role. Uh, Lamptey on the left side was the biggest surprise to me. And he ended up being the player of the match, uh, in my opinion, and according to Fot Mob as well, two assists for him. Um, he obviously wasn't really crossing. I don't know how good he is with his left foot, but that that kid is just so, so fast, man, and very, very talented. All his passes were were very, very crisp. Um yeah, he was the player of the game, for, or player of the match for me. But uh, overall, just complete domination, uh, team win.
0: I, like, yeah, I, I liken it to this uh, Instagram post that I sent Jake that was just a seagull shitting on a little red <laughs> devil. It was hilarious. But, Jimmy, what were you going to say?
1: Well, I was going to say, I mean, obviously, Welbeck enjoys being at Old Trafford. He's an academy product of United, so getting a goal in front of United fans is, is great for him um yeah i think i thought lampty is surprising but also kind of makes sense um you know he doesn't have to run an overlap on the left side uh um uh you know having uh having that winger out there so he can tuck in a little bit more allowed him to create without having to worry about crossing so it was uh it was very well done um and just shows the depth you guys have it's you know what we talk about you you can keep your whole squad sharp
2: uh, early twenties, I believe. Twenty-two.
0: Mm, shit, yeah. That's that's real young. The it's
2: uh up. the other thing I was excited about is the uh the debut of Ansu Fati. Um he had a big chance. Uh I don't know if it was nerves or what. I don't think he should be that nervous playing for Brayton, but um beautiful threaded ball from uh from Gilmore, who I I thought Dahoud was gonna have that that defensive mid spot locked up, but, but Gilmore as a deep line playmaker has been absolutely fantastic this season. Mm -hmm. Um, But he just threaded a ball through right onto Fati's foot. Fati playing. One of the things I was nervous about with him is, you know, the idea of, you know, I'm coming from Barcelona. I'm, I'm better. I'm going to play this way kind of thing, but he, he's completely bought in tiki-taki tiki-taka style very, very unselfish with the ball, moved great without it, and then just what that
0: signing is insane for you guys. For yeah, you from Barca, like, yeah, that's the first time a caliber, uh, a player from the caliber of club like Barca has come in and been like, yeah, I want to be a Brighton player.
2: Yeah, he said he said Deservey was the reason he came, like because he had, he, I guess he had talked to, I don't know if he had talked to Ainge, but he was he was looking at Tottenham. I mean, in our conversations, I still—I actually still feel bad about that because I texted you about the Spurs thing, and then the ne- as soon as I texted that, the next thing that popped up was what's his face saying, "Oh, you know, he could be going to Brighton." I was like, "Oh, damn it!"
0: Yeah, I mean, I saw. I, I was still happy well, for you guys. That's like that's a cool, that's a cool thing that to
1: to I think it makes sense too, long term. Uh, I mean, obviously, if he ended up at Brighton long term, that'd be fantastic. But. Spurs were looking for somebody more permanent, and they went and got Brennan Johnson from Forrest, who mm-hmm. also plays that winger role. Um, Brennan Johnson, potential-wise, isn't Fatih, but um, Barcelona is also looking to hide some salary this year. So um, it has kind of worked out for everybody. Uh, I will say uh, for you guys, uh, we are going into game week six, by the way. I, I, we, were, we misspoke. Um, this was game week five. Um, uh, Brighton, Hove Albion, sitting on 15 goals, leading the league in goals four right now. So you guys are averaging three goals a game, but uh, even more than City at this point. So uh, it's definitely working.
2: Yeah. Um, um, they Everyone there has has bought into it. Like you don't see a lot of grumbling or you don't hear a lot of grumbling or maybe they just keep a lid on it. But um, guys like, like Daoud, who was brought in as like this big deal coming in, um adingra you haven't really heard a lot from him and then this new guy um i'm still kind of learning how to say hopefully i'm not butchering it but he hasn't played a minute yet um i guess they're trying to work him in but i I think he's going to be a future superstar for us
1: you guys have a good balance of young talented players and veterans that have been in the premier league for a long time like you mentioned well back early on but lalana started as well mm-hmm. uh has played a number of games it is uh i'm sure um on top of deservey you know being a player coach if you will but being demanding they also have veterans that you know show what it means to be a professional so it's a it seems like a good locker room assembly as well
2: oh yeah they're they're definitely uh they're definitely doing a good job of building the roster. Um, like I said before, like I didn't really think they were that deep at the beginning of the season, and now as the season goes on, uh, I'm starting to see that the their plan is definitely coming together. Well,
1: hats off to you guys in fifth place, uh, four wins out of five games. Uh, it's a good start, uh, Mike. You guys had a uh, a very exciting uh, Saturday as well. Uh, let's, uh, let's go into Spurs. Tell us a little bit about the game and how you're feeling so far.
0: Sure. So first of all, shout out Montgomery Spurs. Who's, uh, you know, got a little core group going in Gaithersburg, Maryland. If anybody is a Spurs fan or wants to come and watch the team Spurs are playing against a, a core group of us are meeting at Saints row. So had the crew out at Saints for the second time. We did the Manchester United game the first time. Um, so we had nine people there and the Sheffield United game started, it just felt like old Tottenham, you know, it felt like we were watching the back end of Jose, Conte, frustration, like, you know, control of the ball the entire game, but not creating chances and then made some late substitutions. Uh, Sheffield United was, you know, time wasting a lot and the referee added, did, did add a ton of extra time and all of a sudden they break through in the 98th minute on a Richarlson header after Richarlson in Brazil said what he did and has been struggling to find form goal. And then he gets uh, – does he assist the Kulisevsky goal now? I'm forgetting. He did. Yes, yes he okay. did. Yep. Yes. So then he assisted the Kulisevsky goal just two minutes later, and Kulisevsky carried the ball in on the left-hand side of the box and then fired it with his – a right foot, which is his opposite foot, through the legs of the Sheffield United goal, but a rifle right into the goal, and it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. It was great watching with like a bunch of Spurs fans too, because we were all going, going crazy when they, uh, you know, first goal is great. We we're still going crazy, but then the second goal is just like, what is happening? Like that's a comeback that you don't see every day, and it made the whole slog of the game that much better. Like. I'm glad that I watched 97 minutes of misery to see. I I do (laughs) have to
1: note too that that is like the, the peak of evolution and, and uh, Jake, you are a very welcome addition, but as somebody who's been with Mike since the beginning of his premier league journey, he at the beginning did not like watching with people at all. He would like to watch by himself. And now here he is with, like uh going out and you know creating these supporter groups and creating these events for people is uh it's fun to see him uh you know learn learn well, all about yeah. the I,
0: I never wanted to watch alone. I just that was just what it was. You know, I uh, you guys are feeding me Premier League information then I would yeah I would just like be hugging a pillow and drinking a beer, or having a coffee and like <laughs> I was watching Champions League finals alone in my basement, like clutching the pillow. And that was the beginning of my Spurs fandom like I became a, I became a fan supporter of the Spurs more and more as we did the podcast. Like at the beginning, the premise of the podcast is like I don't know much about Premier League, like you guys get on and teach me about it, and then you know I became more and more a Spurs fan since that time. So, yeah, it's been fun. It's been a fun run. Ainge has injected life back into the club. Uh, there's so many. Positives about the uh, the way the club is playing, about the way the players are gelling. It's still a, such early days. So who fucking knows? Like if they didn't get these two goals, fluke goals at the end of the game, it'd be a whole different story. I'd be in like death's doorstep with the, their first loss to Sheffield. Uh so yeah, yeah, I mean I'm I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled about what's happening at Tottenham right now. It's great.
2: What uh what did you think of uh Foderingham's antics throughout the game. It seemed like he was sort of daring the ref. Like, are you really, are you going to be the first ref to give me a a double, a double yellow for wasting time?
0: Yeah, they were ridiculous. They deserved every minute of that stoppage time. Of course, I'm saying that as a Spurs fan, but it was really obnoxious, like really muddying up the second half of the, the game. Just constant players on the ground, like breaking the flow. And to be fair, I mean Tottenham played well enough. They had possession of the ball. They had dangerous chances. Although Sheffield was breaking on the counter and getting plenty of, of dangerous chances themselves, but um, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, huge, massive game next weekend, Arsenal. So we'll North see. What London that
1: derby, goes. yeah, yeah. Um, if they win
0: that, and all of a sudden you're like you're flying on top of the world.
1: I will say, and I'm not, def- I'm not defending the style because it's it's hard to watch. But you know, Sheffield United, those sort of act- actions, you're going to see it from other teams towards the bottom of the table. It is literal desperation and anything you can do to gain points to survive. So, like, right. I on the front hand, I'm like, fuck off, like let's play soccer. I also understand like the absolute desperation of. Whatever it takes, you know, yeah, we will, I mean, we will live in the margins.
0: He, he wasn't like, um, you know, the most obnoxious time wasting I've ever seen, but yeah, I mean, I understand it too. They want title one, so I don't care. This is great.
1: The sure, uh, you guys sit in second place now, it's uh,
2: fantastic.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: The uh, the coolest part to me was Sun pushing, subbing out for Richardson and then. Pushing him in front during the celebration. Um,
0: yeah, Sonny's cool, man. He's a great, he's a great leader, great captain.
2: We uh, we've joked around about that guy being a bit of a a bit of a shit house, but I, I saw somewhere that he does some work with uh, work with or for indigenous people in Brazil. So, I mean, off the field, I'm sure he's he's a pretty good guy. It, it's nice to see him performing well or getting that monkey off his back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they need him. They need him to score goals like they've been managing to score goals as a, as a team early in the season without Harry's presence around. But yeah, they need they need for Charleston to, to put goals in the net, specifically with his head off of set pieces would be great. <laughs> All right, Jimmy,
1: you guys also All right,
0: had a man. very exciting <laughs> time win, right?
1: Oh, man. Um, so, yeah, uh, we absolutely dominated the first half. Uh, we were unlucky. Um, Diaby got a goal, I want to say about 20, 30 minutes in. A fantastic ping from Pau Torres over the top, um, but just a half step offside, it, which was really unfortunate. Diaby's first touch was uh, just so sexy and then just slid it in the back of the net. Um, and so, like – after that, after that miss, oh, there was another chance that um, they gave the ball away, and Ollie Watkins had a one-on-one, went for first-time hit, uh, hit it low, but Sam Johnston, uh, you know, hats off to him, made a great save. Um, both those opportunities in the first half, it just felt like, you know, oh shit, you know, goals coming for Palace, you know, not that like not that Palace played bad. I think we just outplayed them largely in the first half, but then they got that goal early in the second half, which forced us to chase. Um, you know, we made some, made some changes, um, second half, uh, Duran comes on and, you know, I, I, I sent this, I think to Brad and Mike, but like the, the goal that Duran scores in the, the 83rd, 84th minute, whatever it was when like, I was sitting there, my wife was talking to me, like we were having a conversation and I was like, just kind of like down. Cause you know, it was one of those feelings like, Oh, we're going to lose some points here. And he takes that first touch and then just piss missile into the back <laughs> of the net. Like one time like volley hit. It was I like I literally stood up and went, oh like like she's like, what? I was like, watch that again. Like like yeah, it just
0: he texted me to watch it and as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh my. <laughs>
1: just, like it was, was just like
0: Certain reservations about him before you know when they first signed him from the MLS from Chicago Fire, but when you I, like, I have, I
1: have, I have no doubts. the his the his ability and his play is the reason why they were like, all right, we can move on to Archer and like Ali Watkins can play a bunch of games, and I think Duran's gonna play a bunch of games uh, coming up. Just those two guys alone, um, with Diaby essentially being another forward, is really uh, what we need there. Like all we need there, so. Uh, It allowed us to move Archer on, and I know we have some like you know either sell on or buyback options in there. Um, And Archer has looked largely. I mean, he's uh, he scored a goal um, already for Sheffield United. Um, He's looked pretty pretty solid there. So, Um, but anyway, Durian, fantastic that one. Like I was, oh my god! Like like not too often like I see that anymore. Where like a goal makes me stand up. The the, uh, Hudson Odoi goal on Monday also. I was like, goddamn, because it was a beautiful shot. Um, I love that goal, cool. and and actually, oh, yes. Jake, Jake shouted
0: out Billy Gilmore earlier as be, playing well. He's ex-Chelsea, right? Hmm. I like I said. I always root for ex-Chelsea. Like it makes me so happy when people leave Chelsea, and then all of a sudden start playing well because they're not in that cancerous shit shithole oh. of a of a club. But anyway, for, I for guess. sure.
1: No, and then after that, like, you know, uh, a ton of extra time for all the stuff that happened. Um, I think it was a second minute of stoppage time. Um, get a, a PK shout from Ollie Watkins uh, against Chris Richards, US uh, USMNT guy, um, came across him, and they, they looked for a very long time because it was bang, bang, did he get the guy first or did he get the ball first, but he came from behind him ultimately like they the call on the field was a pk uh not enough to overturn it um there was a villa phantom's saying, great um and then dougie buries it and then when they buried it like uh like i was stood there for a minute and i was like why aren't you celebrating it's because diaby kind of jumped into the box like before I like they're gonna make him retake that and then they didn't i was like oh okay um so we get that we're up two and then uh just kind of killing off time uh Telemund's gets the ball about half field and looks up and Diaby is like I'll run and he plays him down the left-hand side dribbles down to the baseline and plays all the way across for awaiting Leon Bailey who buries it for 3-1 so um I don't think that you know like it was everything was late for us I don't think it wasn't deserved like, like I said other than the goal they had some good opportunities Capellas has got some talent players Eze is unbelievable he's so good um they have some really talented players, but I, largely we dominated the game, and so I, I feel like the the result was deserved. And um, takes us to three wins.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Where are you guys sitting at the, in the table right now?
1: Uh, that puts us up to seventh now. Uh, five games, three wins, two losses. Um, the both both losses tough, right? We got blown out uh, first week by. Newcastle five one, and then also we got blown out uh, two games ago by Liverpool three nothing. Then Liverpool pretty comprehensively beat us, so we got to show up better against um, the bigger clubs. But otherwise, happy, you know. Then we have uh, Europa Conference League, uh, Legia Warsaw. Um, I believe. Whoa, yeah, oh, awesome. Warsaw. Wars- yeah. uh, I'll, I'll slobbering the name I'll be of it.
0: Brighton in uh, Europa for sure.
2: Indeed. Yes. I, um, I got one, one game note for this one. Uh, Edward, you're a bum. You picked the wrong team. Uh, (laughs) I hate palace. I hate palace. Uh, so this was extra delicious for me. So yeah. And Edward was potentially a Brighton player and (laughs) for whatever reason he picked those bozos. So, uh, I deserve it
1: i gotta say that i am I'm, I'm opposite and it's probably because it's the only pl- uh, place i've ever been to for a game was i went to a palace game back in 2016 uh when i was over there and so like that stadium is so cool and old and like i actually had like a hard time when i was uh you know when uh, the like glazers
0: Selhurst?
1: yeah Selhurst Park, yeah um so when the Glazers finally finished ass-fucking me for the last time as a fan um, and I was ready to leave, Palace <laughs> was, a, a, was a high on my consideration list. So Gross. Well, <laughs> visualizations. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was great. <sighs> All right. Uh, so you play in Poland, Warsaw, in competition. Mm-hmm. Who do you play the weekend?
1: uh at the weekend we play chelsea. yes chelsea yeah, yep so i mean i'm i'm nervous because chelsea is due like they, you know they have a, a lot of talent at some point you'd think that they can start to get it together um i just hope it's not this weekend um you know i watched their game this past weekend against oh they finished zero zero Was it bournemouth yeah. Um, still, just like looked dis- uh, disjointed, and uh, largely, you know, unimpressive. So I'm hoping to see that Chelsea on Sunday. Yeah. But we'll we'll see. Like I'm 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 hopeful. We we have the talent, and we just got to stay healthy. So we'll see.
2: Are they are they just throwing shit at the wall at this point? Like, did Colwell Did Colewell play left back for them? He did, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that they they are uh,
1: they're doing. Like, you see it like um, for a little bit. Villa did this too, where they were playing Kanza at right back, um, where it's basically like two traditional center backs and a third center back who is a little more athletic that can be out there, mm-hmm. but also that allows that athletic uh, other side defender to push up and mm-hmm. move to like a, a back three. I think that's kind of the idea, but they just. They're, they're they're still so disjointed. I don't know if Caicedo wasn't even he wasn't even on the bench on Sunday, and I don't yeah. know if it was because he was coming back from uh, Ecuador for uh, um, national team duties or, or not. But um, they they seem to be throwing like I, mean, I don't think they've had the same lineup back to back games for a for a game yet this year, and it's it's largely because you can't you can't cycle through that many guys and expect it to be well jointed or smooth or, or clean. Um, some of the guys they're hoping to rely on, like Nkucku from uh, from Leipzig got hurt right away. So it's all on Nicholas Jackson as the striker. Um I you know, I would argue yeah, awesome. Freaking Sterling's look better, but that? yeah. Did
0: you see that miss yeah. on Twitter with his left foot and he just like
1: shanked. Oh Jackson. It. Yeah. Yeah. Bad. Yep. He's a good player. Like, I, I I like I like Nicholas Jackson. I think he's going to be a good player. He I think that he Chelsea. got thrown in at the deep end quickly. All those all those guys got thrown in at the deep end quickly uh, because of poor club management. What else
0: is new? So, That's what happens every single year. That I I just God's I just don't I
1: I'm I'm worried because there is talent. Like like let, let, let's not get it fucked. Like Chelsea. It will,
0: it, I think under Pochettino too. I, I think at some point they'll figure it out. I really believe it.
2: M- agreed. Mudrick looks like a Trailer Park Nick Cannon.
0: Ta, he does. He really does. That's a good chat right there.
2: <laughs> I'm not going to say good. anything. I'm not going to say anything nice about them. I don't. Uh, that's my. That's my right. I'm not going to say it. Enzo's a bum. Mudric's a bum. Gallagher. Sorry, they're,
1: they're playing. They're playing poorly. I just. <laughs> I'm hoping.
2: I'm hoping it's not this week that they figure
1: it out. Let me put it that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I hope it's, it's, it's still, not this I hope week.
0: Hopefully you guys destroy them. That's what we're all going for.
1: Uh I hope that as well. So, yeah, we play them on Sunday um and hopefully yeah, like I'd like I'm I'm interested to see, you know, as we're getting into the meat and potatoes of the schedule, we're like we the next 2 months, this I guess 7 weeks are incredibly busy for you know, um for Villa and Brighton obviously being in Europe now. Um it's just going to make make those Sunday games Ever more so tired. Like, all right, who do we play on Thursday, and who's going to play on Sunday? And it's a balancing act of, the, of that depth. And how long can it last? Who's going to stay healthy? I'm already worried with a Buendia and Ming's being injured. It makes everything thinner there. Um, so it's. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see how we maneuver in and out. The one thing I will say is that, like, you, even if you our say
0: games, though, that's awesome.
1: Even if our, even if our Premier League form isn't quite there uh there is no coach in the world right now that I trust more in european play than unai emery that dude knows how to maneuver around uh the europa level uh european leagues
0: yeah that's right he, he won europa with arsenal and those arsenal fans are just uh, was,
1: that wasn't Unai.
0: was that not unai
1: no, that was uh, Arteta, I think. Oh, uh, Unai, Unai won it three times with Sevilla. Won it uh, be uh, Man United with Villarreal. Um, right. I, I want to say he's Villarreal got like three. Were
0: like in La Liga as a middling club, right?
1: They were like yeah, like a mid-tier club at the, at the at that point. Like he is famous for doing a lot with not very much. I think that the the thing that he got fucked with at Arsenal is you followed Arsene Wenger. It's David Moyes following Sir Alex Ferguson at Manchester United. Like you, It's hard to follow a club legend, especially when that club has also let shit kind of slide and uh, you're walking into a mess. So I think this is... Villa is the first time he's had the amount of money and support um, to build, where he can build a squad deep enough to do... Possibly compete both levels, but we're getting there. It's still early days, and I don't want to be upset because we struggle a little bit here and there. I think that I mean, largely we're in, good, we're in tandem, good shape.
0: Despite getting destroyed two times, still out of yeah. uh, five games, pretty pretty good.
2: Pretty damn good. Yep. It's, it really is crazy. Like As a fan, I'm happy, but at the same time, it kind of makes me nervous looking at these schedules. Now it's the 21st, Athens comes to play at the Amex. 3 days later, Bournemouth comes to play at the Amex. 3 days after that, they go to go to play Chelsea for the EFL Cup, and then 3 days after that, it's at Villa.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. That's a crazy run of games right there.
1: I'm uh, I'm excited for uh, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to
2: look ahead, but I'm excited for our uh, our little podcast Villa Seagulls Derby coming up, so I'm going to have to watch that on replay cuz I don't know if I am capable of waking up at five thirty on a Saturday. So I might That's I might wild. go you're I might wrong. go radio you're silent. Wrong, radio silent and then just watch it on record.
1: Yeah, oh, okay. if you if you think that you I'm know. gonna ignore if something positive happens, like and not text the shit out of this thread, yeah, you're wrong, <laughs> sir.
0: <laughs> oh shit. All right. And uh, any more notes about the table in general, or should we move on to our next?
2: Um, did I have anything to say?
1: Did you want to mention? Are you, uh, so? You said Athens coming to Brighton. Are you any any notes about your first Europa League game coming
2: up, like I I don't know a lot about the Greek league. I um I have as we were discussing in our little group chat or whatever about the jerseys we own. I have a Panathinaikos keeper kit that I got off like a mystery kit, and that's about all I know about Greek football. So um, I know that they're a powerhouse <laughs> really in that
0: Greek league. Much, you know, like that's uh, not on the radar of the average yeah soccer fan. And like you said earlier, that's why this tournament is cool because you get to see who the fuck the Greek teams are. It's great. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm sure the I'm sure the traveling Brighton fans are really enjoying that they get to go to France. Uh so not, Amsterdam. not just France. Not just France. They get to go to Marseille. <laughs> yeah. Marseille, Amsterdam, and Athens. Like, yeah. come on, dude. Yeah, like, let's go.
0: Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Oh,
2: but man. um Man City, obviously at the top. Uh one of the things that was weird about this this week was the emergence of that Doku guy. And Man City fans, after spending the entire summer celebrating Jack Grealish are now shitting on that dude saying that he should get no more time because Doku is the man now. And it's like, come like, come on, dude. I think that people often
1: under, like, because I said this to somebody recently, uh, Jack Grealish has never scored more than eight goals in a season. He doesn't score goals, and largely he doesn't get that many assists. However, his contributions show up other places like he uh is really good at uh possessing the ball he's really good at setting up like plays he's really good at like drawing fouls um and getting stuff the other end i think that uh the only person in the world that he needs to remind his value of is guardiola and guardiola sit there and let people like oh we want goals doku is a replacement for maras not for grealish like maras is gone they needed somebody who could score maras scored goals that's what that that's what he's there for, um, and they've always been a squad of heavy rotation because they play on lots of fronts. Um, City is yeah,
0: so good, I, and I, I'm so sick of them. They're they're just gluttons for talent. And Pep Guardiola seems to know how to put all the pieces together.
1: He's a good coach. I it's like it. I mean you, you can say they can buy all the talent in the world. Like there's been lots of clubs that have Chelsea. lots of
2: talent. Chelsea. <laughs> Chelsea. And United. Man United. <laughs> man United's league. Oh, I got something to say on that, too, actually. Well, you want to – did I interrupt oh, yeah. you or you just reminded me? Come on.
0: Go, man.
2: Ten Hogs, shut the – shut up, please. That, that comment he made about, oh, Brighton spent money. Brighton spent money. I need – it's like, dude, there's – I don't remember the exact, the exact amount, but I think Brighton's entire lineup to start that game was like $17 million Purchased twice. And it's like, dude, come, like, come on. That, that guy he's has true. gotten so annoying over the past few weeks.
0: The worst. the, the I arrogance. Want him to get fired by Christmas. That's my my mental. I'm putting it into the universe that I want him to get fired by Christmas, and I hope.
2: I, I
1: don't want him to get fired. Like I love the chaos. Yeah. Um. No. Yeah. They spent 70 million on fucking Mason Mount. Are you like?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. What are you
1: doing? <laughs> like I don't. What do you? What you he's, he's hurt. Like why? which is like icing on why the why cake. like. He was good,
0: yeah, man. But he's like thirty million, good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they'll
0: get it together too. I I mean, everyone was loving Ten Hag end of last season, and they are they are the Champions League. It
1: is it is a united, it is a very much united thing. They get like a first year bump, followed by a second year absolute
2: chaos. Like, Mm um, yeah. Who, uh. How much did they sign uh, Wish.com Holland for? Uh, $70 million?
0: Yeah, didn't he? And I had heard that he only had nine league goals in whatever the fuck league he was in.
1: No, I think he scored 17 for in Serie A last year for Atalanta. Yeah. But, like, that was only after one year. You're paying for potential, I think. Um, That's a good it was, like, 17 season, or 19. Though. I can't remember.
0: Seventeen goals in Serie A, worth the swing.
2: That uh, that was it. What's his name? Is it Hannibal? Oh, yeah. Hannibal Medjedbury or
1: whatever. Yeah,
2: that goal he scored, I was like, holy shit, that kid's twenty. He he looks he looks like he's got some it, potential. It is the one positive thing
1: I will say about United is they consistently put together good academy products and then lose them or ruin them by the time they get to like the pro level because they're worried about spending. Um, uh, Yeah. I I don't need to talk about
2: United anymore though.
1: Um, All
2: right.
1: right, uh,
0: Top five uh, strikers. Let's do it. Let's go right for it.
2: So do we want to do do, everyone do their OLIs and then we go five, five, five?
1: I, I'm saying limit limit to two OLI's and anybody who doesn't get mentioned afterwards, we can throw them in as like fodder after we're all done. I'd say two OLI's, um, and then and then we'll go five to one. Okay. Uh, top five. All right. So we'll go, we'll go we'll uh just where I'm sitting, uh, left to right would be Mike, Jake, then me, and then we'll just go in that pattern. Okay. Okay.
0: Actually, go first because I got to get OLIs. I only have my top five.
2: Okay. All right. Go ahead, Jake. Jake, you go first, then me, then Mike. So my first OLI, the the way I did my list was um, like in the idea of, I don't know if you guys are UFC fans, but like Chael Sonnen talks about Cody Garbrandt as the greatest bantamweight of all time because of that fight he had where he beat Dominic Cruz. And in that moment, he was the greatest bantamweight of all time. So that's the way I did my list. Like I think of – Certain time, these are the best dudes I've ever seen. David, Here's your list? David Villa. Mm-hmm. Valencia legend, not Barcelona legend. Valencia legend, David Villa. Amazing Spanish striker. World Cup winner when Spain was winning everything. Love that dude. Um, and then... Wait. Uh, Nope.
1: Okay. Just, just yeah, do your one OLI. Oh, one. Your, okay. And then and we'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep cycling back around. David, uh, David Villa is uh, a fantastic one. Uh, Brad Tyndall knows him well because I absolutely wrecked Brad's soul with uh, Valencia, David Avila, and David Villa and, uh, um
2: and uh, Silva when they played for um, for Valencia. So it, it has great, to be great said. show. It has to be said allegations were made against him, and if that is true, he's a fucking dirtbag. But in that moment, on the field, in time, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh
1: the artists, not the or I guess the the Can you separate um, the
0: artist from the crime or, or
1: thank you. Yeah, doing? the artist from from the music, yeah. Um, so I didn't want to do this, but uh based on like the numbers I'm gonna tell you, I had to. My first OLI is early in Holland. And I know that's it's not just recency bias. I, I will tell you that in 40 appearances uh, for Manchester City in the Premier League, he has 43 goals, which is more than a goal per game. And then uh, in in 243 professional appearances, he has 240 goals and assists combined. So it is like it, it is early days. But you're talking about some numbers that are, like, already just absolutely insane. It was impossible for me not to at least acknowledge what he's produced so far. He's one
0: of my OLIs, too.
2: He's a freak.
0: Yeah, he's a freak. Uh, What I love was his his introduction into Champions League with RB – what's the one from uh, – Salzburg. Salzburg. And he scored a hat trick and then immediately did his celebration and then was just – always a freak after that always a freak
1: so yeah all right well so if that's one of your OLI, uh mike go ahead and start your other oli so we can just keep it yeah keep it i
0: have uh i've got Lewandowski on my oli since i'm a modern fan right i started watching premier league and and european football in like 2015 so i don't have the list like way back and that's how i approached it like since that time and then some MNT callbacks, but uh, Lewandowski was always just amazingly clinical for Bayern every time I saw him, always led the Bundesliga in goals, went to Barcelona, has continued to be just an automatic striker. Um, So, yeah, he was on my OLI list. He he once
1: famously scored uh, five goals in nine
2: minutes, if you remember that.
0: That was amazing. uh, that's a crazy. Uh,
2: <laughs> the, the Thanos of German football, like just inevitable. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. All right, Jake. What's your What's your other OLI? Uh, Hugo Sanchez. Uh, the guy had like thirty something goals off of like thirty something shots. Uh, he said, "I don't feel like dribbling. Put it on my foot or put it on my head." All his goals one season were one time shots. <laughs> what is that's- this?
0: Who is
2: this guy? Played from Real Madrid, Mexican guy.
0: That's huh. a,
2: a, a deep cut. A deep cut.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it.
2: My, uh, my other
1: OLI was uh, the vampire himself, Luis Suarez. Um, over 500 career goals. Um, obviously, like came up through, uh, I think it was PSV. No, it would have been Ajax. One of the two. He played in the Netherlands. I know it was PSV. Two. Yeah, and then went to uh, Liverpool, was pretty good, um, extra prolific at Barca. Um, uh, had a 59 goal season for Barca, part of that uh, MSN, the Messi Suarez Neymar lineup. Uh, uh, yeah, the man is nothing if not a prolific goal scorer, so he's my other OLI. All right, Mike, coming back to you, number five.
0: Yeah, I've got a. Oh, you want five for me? Okay. Yeah,
1: we it was five, five. Yeah, we're gonna go five down to one. Yep.
0: Gotcha. I thought I was gonna give one more OLI. Didn't you guys give two?
1: Well, I thought you said you you had Holland already. I didn't
0: know. You know, you guys know OLI more than I do. I didn't know there was two, so I three.
1: No, no, that's fine. Like I was well, just like I, I was glad. I was hoping to gloss it over because we uh, we weren't like killing too much time on repeating oh. the same guys. But no, go ahead. If you have another OLI, by, by all means. Go I will.
0: Well, I just, yeah, just quickly, Zlatan, who you guys talked about when you had the podcast without me, so we don't have to go double click on that too much. But he's a character. Uh, I loved his introduction into LA Galaxy. The whole theater of it all. He's he's fun to watch. He's entertainment to me. I like it. For,
2: Jimmy, for, Jimmy's blood that. is boiling that he's only O alive for you. Yeah. I will not say I'm not saying anything.
1: I'm, not, I'm not <laughs> doing my list. is everybody's list. Everyone's a lot of their own opinions.
2: Yeah. wrong.
0: I don't know what you guys are talking about with this uh Dan levitar nonsense because you guys are both fans. I'm trying. That's to- that's one it of is. the it's, lines
2: though. Is it's it's my list, Dano. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Sue guts. All right, all, all right. right. I guess so.
1: Yeah, five. go ahead. Go ahead with five. Go ahead with all five, right. Mike. This is a
0: controversial pick, and it's uh, like a like it's a Jakeism here. Khalid Balagun, who was a Maryland Bobcats for uh, number nine forward, he came on, young guy, six three, six four, built like a horse, great handle, clearly caliber above the rest of the people on the field at Maryland Bobcats. Then went to uh, Lexington in USL League One. And I caught him the other night, and I I was watching the game for a bit, and same thing. Like, hold the play is fantastic. Like, he's just clearly a level above players on the field, so I just want to give the local guy a shout, number five. All
2: right. All right. Jake? Uh, My number five is Adriano, the last emperor. Uh, I know he got fat and became a bit of a uh, Brazilian gangster uh, as of late, but... The the Inter Milan and the um, Parma years, uh, I don't think there was anybody uh, on his level when he was playing at his tip top. Uh, just kind of one of those guys who was his own worst enemy. Uh, go and watch some of his YouTube highlights if you don't know who I'm talking about. The man was insane for such a short amount of time, but it was just so much fun to watch. That's
1: a good shout uh, number five for me was uh, Ronaldo Fenomeno. the original Ronaldo. Uh, I, I think that um, people like tend to point to that he had a, a largely short career, um, but he is still um, by far the most beloved modern-day Brazilian player, uh, even more so than Ronaldinho. Um, so the, the stat for him is even though he struggled a little bit like other places, at one point – Right, not at one point. At the end of his career, he still scored every point six seven games he played in, which was, uh, which is, as of twenty twenty one, third all time, um, behind only Ronaldo and Messi. So he is nothing if not absolutely clinical. Uh, I wish he had been healthier and not turned into uh, like uh, Jake's friend here, uh, a fat Brazilian gangster. <laughs>
0: is that his last name? Yeah, Nazario.
1: Nazario, but phenomenal is—is it, is it, is it like a, a nickname? I was—I
0: wow. was when I was doing research for this uh, segment, I I looked up his Wikipedia page, and he was really a freak of nature. I think he went to Barcelona one year and scored the like Barcelona.
2: He he absolutely that was his best year. That yeah. is that's. I mean, I know Messi had the the phenomenal season or whatever, but that, in my opinion, that's that's the greatest season a, a player's ever had. Was his I, I, season. World Cup
0: winner as well?
2: Yeah, yeah 2002. I was.
1: I, I was. Yeah, I was. I was molded by that 2002 World Cup. Like I said, like I, I can have said this on the podcast before. Like, uh, my dad worked like early mornings, and that was the South Korea Japan World Cup, and he would come down at like one o'clock in the morning. He'd wake me up and be like, "Hey, the game's around because it's summertime." I didn't, you know, I'm, uh, I'm not in school, and I got up and watched a bunch of that. He was so fucking good like it was it, it was impossible not to have him in my top five so number five for me ronaldo nice all right
0: i've got a deep cut here in my number four uh fernando torres ah. mm. uh,
2: it's not a, it's not a bad would, one are, are we saying are we saying liverpool fernando torres no I
1: I, you have to you have <laughs> to involve like whatever their career is like you have to understand
0: <laughs> where i was like from 2010 World Cup was really my first introduction into soccer. And I was like, whoa, this sport is fucking cool. You know, mm-hmm. stoppage time winners and everything. And Fernando Torres was, honestly, he's like devilishly handsome. So you first, you notice him mm-hmm. on the field, you're just like, holy shit, that guy is, he's a handsome motherfucker. And then he's so uh, class with the ball. And Spain was at the top of their game back then. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, that's my number four.
2: That Spain team was ridiculous. Um,
0: David Villa, right?
2: Yeah, David Villa, that Iniesta, Xavi. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember the other one. but Loaded. Iniesta. Iniesta, yeah. My number four is Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Uh, he has gone everywhere, and everywhere he has gone, he has won league titles. He's won European trophies, and he has scored a shit ton of goals Paris Saint-Germain stands out 156 goals in 180 games ridiculous clip the man could also play as a center attacking mid just so like as as I said the last time when uh when Jimmy and I discussed this I love pro wrestling Zlatan's pro wrestling and he's just so good at the game and he's fun to watch
1: yeah same note too bro uh number four for me as well as Zlatan uh um, over five hundred
0: experiences on the pod. Sorry, continue.
1: Over over five hundred uh, club oh, goals God. alone, um, which is uh, n- noteworthy because he's uh, all other than uh, Ronaldo and Messi, the only player to have over five hundred goals just in their club career, not not international and club career combined, um, and also just serial winner. So yeah, number four for me as well.
0: All right, number uh, what are we at? Number three. Number three. I went. Uh, my my boy LD Landon Donovan. I mean, USMNT Stan over here. I Means he a striker?
1: Uh, is he a striker?
0: I mean, uh, attacking player. Would I go Josie Altador then? I mean, what are my other, other options?
1: I'm just saying, is he is he Stan number nine? Altidore.
0: Here's, like so here's here's my problem with this list is I only know Harry Kane. I only know <laughs> Harry Kane from like a from perspective.
1: So we know what number one is, but anyway.
0: Yeah, number one. So what's so this is not a good pick, Landon Diamond? I, Donovan.
1: I, I I'm just I'm just questioning like so we're talking about like and if Oh yeah just number yeah. nines like that's that's mm-hmm. what i'm saying like i guess he, he did play the position i just didn't know if that's what you would qualify him as if if that's what like if you're talking about like his u s m n t career yeah i guess you could qualify him as like a number nine because he yeah, played I mean, there
0: josie Altador is playing number nine in a large majority of those games with uh with l d and then Clint empty.
1: It is. It is the reason why players like Messi, Ronaldo, and Kylian Mbappe are on anyone's list because those are wingers, and that'll be a different list. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm not trying to bully you. I'm just so, yeah, if like that was like no, the no, whole no, text thing, to
0: me, baby. Because that's this is my like. You guys sent that that text, and I was starting to sweat because I don't fucking know that many number nines. I really don't like intimately. I don't know
1: number just, nine specifically is is a dying breed. It really is. Yeah. Like, there's lots of guys that do. That's like they're like wingers, but they play as attackers and and that sort of thing. That's it is harder that way. So I will I'll give you that. So I I wasn't I wasn't trying to I I, I take it back. I, I sound like a like a real jerk now. Be like it bullies you out of it. Like you can have LD. Like no, I'm just no. I was just <laughs> I, I, asking the question. Just, now it's it, just awkward. It's did
2: mommy, I? His <laughs> daddy hit mommy energy in here right now. Did I read that stat right? That he has <laughs> he has the most international assists.
0: You did. Currently,
2: he does. Yeah. Yeah, of any player
0: ever. So, yeah, Lin and Donovan, Jimmy, suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the rest of my list.
2: Okay, all right. Number three, Jake. Uh, my number three is, in my opinion, the greatest Premier League player of all time, Thierry Henry. Um, I know he's played as a wing, but he, he's played <laughs> as a nine center forward. The man is incredible. Again, uh, invincible season. Uh, Not much European success, or not any European success, I don't believe, at Arsenal, but went and uh, hung on for the ride at Barcelona and got a championship. Guy was just incredible. Such a smart player, amazing player, one of my favorites of all time.
1: Uh, Number three for me, uh, alluded to a little bit, aforementioned Harry Kane. So, uh, you know, quick notes, most goals ever for England – um, second all time in the premier league, uh, 213 goals in 320 appearances in the premier league, uh, questionable at this point, if he's going to be able to break Alan Shearer's record. Um, but he's, uh, so clinical, very, very, very talented, very good player. Um, yeah, as a modern day striker he is one of the best I've ever seen. That's all Harry Gaines number three for me.
0: Oh, Jimmy, you put a tear in my eye. It's so beautiful. And because you're a dick, I'm gonna go Vincent Janssen at number two as my number nine <laughs> because that's one of the ones I know. And
1: he's in. You know what? He's in. He's in the Champions League. They they lost to Barcelona five nothing today. But you know Antwerp and Vincent Janssen is uh is in there. Yeah, him and uh, to, Toby
0: to a team in Mexico and then to Antwerp. So <laughs> shout out Vincent Janssen, thick Vic.
2: Good for him. (laughs) Um, Number two for me uh, is Pele. Obviously never got to see him play, and there's always the things about him playing against uh, people in the Navy and janitors and an assortment of other jobs that were just, you know, playing football for the day. But the man is a legend. The man scored a shit ton of goals, and um, I'm not quite sure football would – be as beautiful without Pele.
1: That's fair. Uh, number two, don't have to beat it too much, but uh, like Jake said, uh, Thierry Henry, probably one of the best Premier League players of all time. Um, honestly, like I would forgotten that he was at Juventus before Arsenal. Um, <laughs> but like, uh, it, his most prolific years were the nine years he was at Arsenal, 226 goals and 370 appearances for them. Um, just, you know, an outstanding player. Um, Yeah. Part of the Invincibles team. The, I, I, uh, as a, um, you know, former crackhead, as a United fan, um, gave me nightmares when I was a kid. Like he was just fantastic. Uh, I I have the utmost respect for him, his ability, uh, not only to score, but also to create. He, uh, he embodies what um, a modern, like he, he was a modern day, striker before they existed he was ahead of his time he's um incredible so tier Henry, That's number last, two for me
0: what was the last top five li- list you guys did favorite players of all time
2: yeah favorite, I think players. favorite players yeah
0: two repeats Zlatan and Thierry. but it makes sense you're good your yeah laps of striker of course you like uh At number nine. My number one is Carlos Benicius, who had a short loan spell at Tottenham.
1: So (laughs) so Harry Kane literally didn't make your top five. Okay. Harry
0: right. Kane's number one. (laughs) (laughs) Harry Kane is number one. So I actually had originally, if you want to hear with my wingers involved, Balogun, and then I had Fernando Torres for... LD, three, Clint Dempsey, two, Harry Kane, number
1: one. I would have given you Clint Dempsey more than I would have given you LD, but I would have given yeah, you a hard time.
0: No, no, it's all good, man. It's all good it's in this hood.
1: Clint Dempsey and LD, the two top-scoring forwards okay. in USmT history, right? So,
2: like, I'll give you that.
0: Yeah,
1: there you go. Thanks, all right, man.
2: number one. Number one. <laughs> number, <laughs> one uh, number one is uh, oh phenomenal. Um, once again, the reason I love the sport, uh, mm-hmm. and that season, that season at Barcelona is the greatest season a center forward or striker has ever had the, the guy just, you could not stop him. And then he came back from the injury, brutal, brutal injury in 2002, uh, golden boot. I'm not sure if he was golden ball. I don't remember, but, um, just, just amazing. The haircut, the look, Joga Bonita. Everything, man. Like, there is only one Ronaldo, and it's Nazario. Uh,
1: number one for me, um, and like I know this is controversial. I like i I brought this up multiple times when discussing Harry Kane with with Mike and and Tyndall. Um, and it's it, fair, or unfair for me. Number one striker that I've ever seen. Most prolific goal scorer I've ever seen is Robert Lewandowski. Um, at one point oh, so with Bayern, like think about this stat. He played in three hundred and twenty-six games. Like this is this is where Holland is heading. So like let me make that comparison now. In three hundred and twenty-six games with Byron, three hundred and twenty-six appearances with Bayern, he scored two hundred and eighty-nine goals. So he played in almost three hundred games over over almost a decade and scored in almost every single time he appeared which is just fucking ridiculous not to mention he scored an additional like 180 goals in like 200 games with Dortmund before that
0: Insane. and
1: and he continues to score now even at 33 years old for Barca um that's cool he went and to it's,
0: Barca too. He's like
1: it's so quiet though right because like i think that You can say what you will about the German league and and obviously him playing for for Bayern, right? Like, it is a one-team league, if you will. Um, But he plays with Poland. He still has, like, 70 goals uh, playing for Poland, and Poland does not have a lot of talent. Yeah. No. Um, It is... uh, But he is that clinical, and that's why I think that, like... Byron moving for Harry Kane almost makes sense because it's Harry Kane is very much a similar style player where he can create but also is just clinical in front of net. He's um, a nice
0: start too. He's he's uh, putting in goals very early, which good on sure. him, I suppose.
1: Well, he's getting he's getting the service cons- more consistently. It's not that Spurs had bad teams like you saw. So the years that Pochettino These were players with, players, the players years players. that Pochettino were with, uh, uh, was with, and you know, uh, Spurs were like, you know, top three every year. Um, he was averaging like twenty five goals a season. He had a couple fall off years when they struggled between like Conte and and Mourinho, fall off, like high um,
0: teams, you
1: know, like yeah, like yeah. High, I mean, struggle, struggled, like right. yeah. I, I said in quotations, um, but like you know, with lesser teams, Lewandowski was all of the same level of. Uh, talent with just better feeders, but like he still is very clinical. I can't ignore the production, it is exactly what I like. I mean, we'll, we'll do this list in, in five years, and I'll say that Halan might be number one just based on the rate That's of production. Crazy. Yep, like, insane. But, um,
0: All right. um,
2: uh,
0: so we got two quick betting things here before we let everyone
1: uh, so, know. Oh, yep, real Rad quick. Tingle. Real quick, yeah.
2: Shout out good. to Rude Van Nisselrooy for making Ronaldo cry too. He was on my OLI. Uh I also had
1: et uh Samuel Eto, uh Robin Van Persie and Sergio Aguero uh,
2: also as OLI OLIS. <laughs> yeah. Uh Eto never gets enough credit for how good he was. That that guy was fantastic. Yep.
0: I, uh, so we got the what is what's the Brad Tyndall? Uh, uh,
1: so we have the Brad Tyndall Memorial Tindall. Lock of the Week. We
0: the Memorial Lock of the Week.
1: All he's right. not dead for for the listeners. Uh, he's just <laughs> he's, he's dead, just living bro. life. He's pod dead, but he he's, he's still going to provide us with a pick every week. And this week, uh, his pick, Stone Cold Lock of the Week, or I'm sorry, Memorial Lock of the Week, is. The Seagulls, Brighton Hove, Albion over Bournemouth is Brad Tindall's Memorial Lock of the Week.
0: All right, we got the pod parlay. Uh, Jake and I have agreed that this will win you a lot of money. We got Wolves' money line. They're at plus 115 against Lutton. We got Villa over Chelsea, plus 300. We got Brighton over Bournemouth. And $10 will net you. 107 dollars and 90 cents so if you have any brain at all we're not going to actually do it ourselves but if you want to do it
2: go for that's it. not true you guys already did it didn't you oh no i cashed out this last yeah. week actually right, we're done <laughs> yeah I, I went on a bit of a hot streak and i don't want to feel uh the losing feeling ever again but um we're not sponsored by DraftKings or anything but uh we this section this section is brought to you by my bookie, Eduardo. You can find him downtown El Paso near B-17's, the bar. Uh, it's like a nice little alley back there. Tell him Jake sent you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you heard the man. Get down there. Place a bet Indeed. with Eduardo. All right. Good final morning. thoughts. We got uh, any rants for the week, any rants at all?
2: Um, I saw a guy on uh, – Twitter um I still can't bring myself to say X so much but uh some Manchester United or Manchester City fan I don't understand how there's these weirdo stan accounts that'll get like 15,000 fans following them just for saying rude shit about other teams but like for whatever reason he decided to go after Luton Town and it's like you're you're trying to kill like he had posted a photo with like all four trophies that like all the four different varieties of trophies that uh city has won now. And it's like killing a fly with like a rocket launcher. Like what's wrong with, why are you going after Luton town? It's the most. Luton, like,
0: I've been saying Luton all podcast long. You you could have corrected me earlier. Is but, it,
2: is
1: it Luton? I, I, I can't confirm or deny either pronunciation. I think it's tomato, tomato
2: as far as uh, I'm concerned,
1: but I'm sure yeah, we sound
2: like yeah. ignorant ass Americans all the time, but <laughs> the, uh, It's just, it's just peak plastic fandom. It's just so weird to me. It's like, why, like, why, like the, the, the idea of like, you're insulting someone by saying small club, it's it's weird to me. Don't do that. Especially if you're a city fan, I'm sure, I'm sure Luton would be good too if they had a blood rich oppressive kingdom behind it.
1: They're not even the worst, uh, uh, blood rich oppressive kingdom now in the premier league, uh, Hats off to Newcastle, yeah. um, and on that note, uh, the worst of all of the ownerships, even worse than the uh, the murderous, uh, you know, blood oil kingdoms um, at uh, some other clubs, uh, the Glazers and Man United can absolutely eat my ass. I am enjoying <laughs> all of their fucking misery. I hope they fucking just rotten fucking hell. That's all.
0: There you go. I'm going to shout out uh, my rant, Ainge Postacoglu. We love you. Thanks for fixing our we club. We love you,
1: Ainge.
2: Yes, we do. My only beef with him is he gave – he produced uh, John Hutchinson, which was the worst coach in locomotive history. I hate that guy. He Can was a, responsible for your offshoots. Yeah. Bad, bad, <laughs> poor, poor coaching tree.